Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On The Mark, we resume where we left off yesterday, having bold, vibrant discussions about the important topics in the central Susquehanna Valley. And so we invite you to check in today, whether it's the pandemic or uh, the nation is going to glue itself back together starting at noon tomorrow. Uh, Or you wish to talk about the violent pro-Trump insurrection at the Capitol two weeks ago. We can discuss that. So uh, we've talked about the need to re-educate people who are supporting president, who have supported President Trump in the past. <laughs> re-education. Yeah, I mean... We'll set up that, re-education um, camps. A guy from the Washington Post, I forget his name, he's on MSNBC every morning. He said that we need to be re-educated. Mm. Or deprogrammed. I'm sorry, deprogrammed. <laughs> deprogrammed. <laughs> well, a third of the country says uh, Trump lost the election because of theft on the part of uh, some uh, big big tech and, and left-wing conspiracy. So, I guess... Look at how many different people believe in different forms of religion religion and, you know, different forms of faith. How many people believe that taking a vaccine is good? And how many people believe it's bad? There are all sorts of people in this country with all sorts of opinions and ideas, and that's what made this country great. Not that we all think in lockstep or act exactly the same way and respond to stimuli in exactly the same manner. You know, and apparently this conformity is what the left wants now. They want us all to think alike, be alike, reason alike. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. It's not. It's exactly the truth. Why would you think the left? Wait, first of all, who's the left? You are. Okay, so (laughs) I want everybody to think alike. What what would make you say such a silly thing? Well, the the left is saying we people who supported Trump need to be uh, re-educated. You said that. I know. I'm talking about the reporter or the editor. He was an editor from the Washington Post. Who's on Morning Joe every morning. You brought it up. You said it. I didn't say it. I didn't bring it up. Obviously, you can't reprogram people. But uh, if we are interested... But don't you believe diversity of opinion is a great strength of this country? No. Okay. Everybody well, should think like me. That's what I thought you everybody. would say. Everybody. If everybody thinks like me. That's the way it is in Marktopia. Everybody marches in lockstep right down the street. If it were up to me, the budget deficit would be $96 trillion, and everybody would be living high on the hog. Why don't we just send everybody $10,000 instead of $1,400? Mm-hmm. Well, would even better? <laughs> we would have a $70 trillion We open deficit. up the borders, let everybody in, mm. and we don't know whether they have COVID or whether they don't, but we're gonna let, they're coming to the border. You heard that, didn't you? The caravan leaving Honduras. Oh, they're going to be let in? I did not hear that. Well, they, they believe that President Biden told them they have 100 days to get here because supposedly he's going to come up with a plan for uh, immigration that would allow a pathway to citizenship, which I do favor, uh, for people here as of January 1st of this year. Now, how these folks figure they're going to backdate themselves <laughs> to January 1st. Entry. And how do you prove you're illegally somewhere on a specific date? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Well, everybody come forward who's here illegally, contact the nearest police officer, and we'll take good care of you. That sounds like a plan. It sounds uh, it sounds flawed. All right. Uh, Than has dialed us right up before he even gave out the phone number. Than, you must have memorized that phone number. You're on the mark. I did. I can almost say it out loud. Good morning. Um, I, I just don't agree with you, Mark. That's not the dumbest thing Joe ever said. <laughs> right up there, but it ain't the dumbest. Okay. I'm, I'm joking, of course. What's the dumbest? Um, Give me the dumbest. The thing, is, the thing is, Joe, you are so negative and so divisive that it bothers me terribly. The left is not trying to do in the country, and you know it. No, I the don't know it. Is, yes, you do. No, I don't. Anyway. I'm not saying everybody on the left. I'll say the extreme people on the left are trying to, just as the extreme people on the right are equally as bad, if not worse. I, I'd say, I say worse, but there you go. That is true. And Okay, so side, when you agree with me, I'm tr- it's true, but when you disagree with me, it's false. I got you. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, anything <laughs> I say is false most of the time. <laughs> to no, you. once in a while you I'm make sense. Left. I, I I can't imagine you continue to try to divide the nation, Joe. Hey, uh, the uh, I just got uh, totally interrupted here. I heard that. We heard that. It came across. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll deal with them and call us back. Well, actually, I don't need to. The dog okay. shut up. Okay. Anyway, uh, I I think we need to get together, and Joe. You know, everybody who disagrees with you is not a crook. All right, well, no, let, let's analyze what you just said. Everybody needs to get together. That implies sameness and likeness. We should all agree about the same things. We should all get together. No, it doesn't, Joe. Well, no, then, it doesn't. Where, where is it, the room it, in there for, for d- a diversity of thought and opinion? Tell me where that enters into it. How far may I go in differing from you without you calling me names or insulting me or making me sound like a fool? Joe, I think what we have to do is get together and have a conversation, just not hate each other. Or, I don't hate or, anybody. Or, or. Than's been a friend of mine for a long time, and I don't hate Than. I respect his opinions. I disagree with them. But I have never said that Than shouldn't be allowed to speak in this program or that he shouldn't be allowed to, you know, express his viewpoint. I think that's one of our strengths. I might is disagree any, with him. Is, uh, is there any chance, Joe, that you were against what happened at the uh, at Congress? Well, then you the weren't. City? You haven't been listening to the program. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely, I have been listening to the program. Well, then you haven't, but you you need to get the funnels out of your ear, the MSNBC funnels. I'm going to turn your mic up. Let Dan speak. Okay. What what you do is you rile up the people, making them think that a complete lie is truth. And you say it again and again and again. Now, how have I done Uh, that? Exactly what have I said that fits that classification? Sleepy Joe, uh, uh, <laughs> any of those any of those bumper stickers that you repeat, what we need to do, and we don't have to all become right-wingers, we don't have to become moderates, we don't have to become leftists. We should all stay where we are as good United States citizens, realizing we have traditions, we have changes in government, and once in a while... We get a, what was it, cancer on the presidency? Is that what it was with Nixon? 
Once in a while, we get one of those, and because we're a good, strong country, we operate and get it out. But that's not what I was talking about, Dan. What I was talking about is diversity of opinion. Who is allowed when people on the left are saying that folks on the right need to be re-educated? That's concerning to me. No, no, no. Wait, Joe. No people said that. A person said that in an editorial comment. And you, having been in the business for so many years, should be able to designate between news and opinion. That was opinion. I disagree with it. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I disagree with it as well. But the fact is, he doesn't, and he is in the editor of the Washington Post, which is, you know, a newspaper of some repute in this country. (laughs) If he's expressing those opinions and ideas, he's entitled to them, but I think they're wrongheaded. I think we should be encouraging more free speech so that people... You've called this program many times, Dan, and said that when Trump was president, that he had no right to ignore the rights of the minority. But, you know, that seems to me... where we're headed right now, that we're about to become the minority, Republicans are the minority, and we're going to be marginalized, and we're going to be uh, turned out, and uh, we're going to be ostracized for everything we think or believe, and that's not right on either side. And this is the uh, self, what is it, kind of self-punishing thing, oh, we were so tough on Trump, and he was such a nice guy, and Fred Keller is such a good congressman, and we're tough on him. Hey, if you get into politics, Joe, you know this. you got to be slapped around. It's the way it happens. After all, you know, uh, Trump was a problem for us, and the American public, they might have not liked Biden uh, at all, but they realized we had to remove the problem we had in the country that was causing us to lose our status in the world, causing people around the world, the leaders, to snicker behind the back of the president. That's not what America was all about, or I should say the United States. What about about the people who he helped? What about the people in the Middle East where he brought peace about? What about, uh, you know, Operation Warp Speed? I'm I'm just saying he's done some good things. Forget that part of it here. But what I'm saying, what what concerns me is the fact that people are going to try to stifle free speech among people's opinions they don't like. You ought to be outraged then, knowing that you're a free speech advocate, that they cut parlor off, that the big uh, social media companies cut them off. They just cut them off. Well, listen, I, I, you know, I have a real conflict with that, as I know a lot of people do, because I, I think I brought up the idea the other day that if in Shemokin Dam somebody got on a soapbox and said, we're going to go up and we're going to stand at Joe McGranahan, the mayor's house, and we're going to stand there for days, and we're going to steal stuff off his porch, (laughs) you would not let him uh, stay there and make threats like that. You couldn't. And people, including the President of the United States, made threats like that. We are going to go down there. I'm going to be with you. We're going to raise hell. He didn't make those on parlor. He had nothing to do, said nothing like that on parlor. Yeah, but other people did. His advocate, people who follow this cult leader, did say a lot of stuff on Parler and riled up a lot of things. I am in favor of free speech. I do not think we can call for the the destruction of people, governments, 
Uh, Have you ever read Thomas Paine's Common Sense then? Have you ever read any of the founding documents of this country? Oh, a few, yeah. All right. Well, what did they call for then? They called for the overthrow of government. They called for replacing the existing order. And when it was back in the Vietnam War, I'm sure you agreed with those people who called for it. A, a tyrannical aristocracy now ruling us, keeping us under thumb? <laughs> the, the Trump administration? That's your favorite no, administration? No, I'm just saying that, you know, we, we have always had revolutionary talk in this country. Where, it, where we have a problem is when it becomes action and when that action harms people and causes serious social Joe, did, disruption. Were, did you ever work in business? Did you ever sign a contract with somebody and say, no, okay... No, I never did anything okay, like that. Okay, well, what people in business I, I've do been is, a lifelong slacker. I've never worked. Okay, well, what people in business do is they sign a contract that say, I'm going to pay you X number of dollars and you're going to provide X number of service. So Amazon.com signed a service with Parler, and one of the things Parler said they would do is they wouldn't promote violent insurrection or the murder or the taking over of the U.S. government in a violent that. fashion, even at the direction of President Trump. But guess what? They allowed people to say that on the site anyway, so Amazon says, fine, then you've broken the, ter- the contract. We don't have to honor our side of well, it then anymore. how do they allow other people to be on there who are just as bad. There are some people from the far left who were involved in the Portland riots who still have their Facebook page active and are still calling for insurrection. Where? On Amazon.com? On Facebook. Well, that's their totally separate company. So you have to keep no, your company separate. No, but I'm talking here. about the whole social media thing. Okay, well, the whole social media thing isn't a thing. It's a hundred different companies, a hundred different it's sites. It's a so. thing. All right, it's a thing to you. Well, this that, that answer really explains a lot. Than, we'll give you a quickie last word. Anything else to add? Okay, freedom of speech has to do with criticizing the government and so forth. Private companies can say, uh, WKOK can say to its employees, if you ever participate in a protest, uh, you would your job may be in jeopardy. And, and WKOK could get away with that because it oh, has to do that. with a private company. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We had a call. We lost it, so call call back. back. Call back. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone uh, Talk Show on the mark. Mark Lawrence here. Hold on, uh, caller. We got uh, Mike on the line. Good morning, Mike. You're on the line. Go right ahead. Thank you. Uh, Joe. Yes. The uh, the gay couple walked into the bakery, wanted to have a cake made for their wedding. Right. 
the owner of the bakery said, oh, you're gay. I don't believe in your lifestyle. It's abhorrent to me, so I'm not going to provide you with a wedding cake because that's my priority as a private uh, company to decide who I want to deal with and who I don't. And that, that decision was backed up by the conservatives and the Supreme Court and everything. So why do you think that uh, Parler, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, can't decide that they, they aren't in agreement with what these people are saying? They don't want to tolerate people lying get exaggerating and, and pushing uh, conspiracy theories all, all over the world. They decided, well, that's it. We're not going to be doing that anymore, and that's our right to do that because we are still considered uh, private corporations, private businesses. I'll give you the answer to that question. It's one I've said on this program many times before. Mark and I disagreed. That bakery should have sold that cake to the gay couple. The reason is you open your now let me now let 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 me finish. You asked me a question. Let me finish. They were open for business. They said we sell cakes. They didn't have a sign on the front door that said we sell cakes to everybody but gay people. They said we sell cakes. So if I come in, my money's just as good whether I'm gay, straight, or transgender. My money's just as good as the person who is straight. And here the social media people are saying we are just transporters of ideas. You call. Call in, you right here, you tell us how you feel, and we let it go through. We no, are not they, editors, they, we're they, not publishers. They never said that. But that yes, that is exactly what <laughs> is implicit in their oh, in their business implied. plan. You, you picked up that implication. Oh, come on. What what else is there? They they're open up, they they hold their whole being, their whole reason for being is for people to communicate with one another. Go ahead, Mike. Well that that whole two sentences you just went through was just simply your opinion. That's not the opinion that prevailed. Excellent. The the opinion that prevailed was that there was nothing that could be done about about a, a baker not making a cake for a gay couple because he didn't believe in their lifestyle. Is that I, not true? I don't remember and whether we, they were upheld. Were they upheld in that's, court, Mark? That's where we're at right now. It has nothing remember. to do with, with your opinion at all. But uh, it's not just my opinion. A lot of people don't believe free speech should be stifled. The founders of our consti- writers of our Constitution didn't believe free speech should hey, be... Hey, well, hold it, Joe. Can I interrupt you a second? Well, you have been right along. Doesn't, Go ahead. Doesn't it, <laughs> doesn't it bother you for, for somebody to be on social media spewing out some outrageous thing that you know is absolutely a, a lie or unfounded or an exaggeration? Didn't that just start pressing down on your... Uh, your morality after a while? Well, let's say somebody posted on Facebook that yesterday the Easter Bunny came to our house and dropped off a pile of eggs and candy. (laughs) Are they spreading Uh a lie? Are they spreading something that's seditious or terrible? You know, it's not true. The Easter, there is no such a thing as an Easter Bunny, is there? (laughs) So what's the difference? You know, if if you're not smart enough to figure out what's right and what's wrong... The president and QAnon weren't, weren't weren't spreading around benign things like Easter bunnies and colored eggs. They, they were talking about mm-hmm. stuff that was dividing the country right down the middle and making it, cre- it created what happened on uh, January the 6th. Well, see, I, I don't think that happened. I think it was President Trump who created what happened on January 6th, not QAnon. Oh, uh, well, what about, a, what about the thousands of backers and people that sent money and helped to organize it? 
But that's their right in a free country. You may not like it. You may believe it's wrong. You may believe it's a lie. But if they believe it's the truth, they have a right to act on it and to express their opinions. They have a right to, to, to crush and crash into the Capitol building and beat up policemen. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the what ideas. What are we talking about? We're talking about the ideas, the freedom to have a different opinion. That's what I'm talking about. You're talk- well, And I've just said I'm clearly, just- wait a second, I just said clearly that when these antisocial thoughts become actions, then you have a problem. But to stifle the free speech itself is wrong and it's un-American. Well then, why why didn't the, why wasn't the, we uh, the baker compelled to make the cake for the gay couple then? They should have. In my true. in my world, they would have made the cake. It sounds like, according to Wikipedia, it sounds like they sent it back for further discussion back at the Civil Rights Commission. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's it's not. They so did. Oh, well, 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 this is something is still pending, and well, they've been married for three years now. In a seven to two. <laughs> Maybe it'll be an anniversary cake. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Thanks, Mike. Yeah, right. Thank you. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Always appreciate your uh, call. So that puts, oh my gosh, Dan has called in. Dan, you're back from reprogramming camp. Good morning. You're on the mark. <laughs> Good morning, guys. <laughs> hey, I didn't talk to you since the New Year. Happy New Year. Wish you the best. Why, I heard Katie Curry talking to another female in the business, in the news business, talking about the same thing a couple days ago, that Trump people like me, they think we're a cult. We have to be reprogrammed because we're so into Trump that we can never change. So we need to have reprogramming. What does that smack of? Where did you ever hear reprogramming before? Well, you've Not heard it in China. You've heard it in Russia and in Nazi Germany. Exactly right. And. I get tired of people calling us a cult. We simply believed in Trump's agenda. Now Trump's gone. Let's talk about something else instead of piling on Trump every day. He's gone probably forever. But I don't believe the Tea Party movement's gone. I believe it's still alive and well in the United States. I know a lot of majority people out here where I live, I talk to them every day, and they still believe that what Trump stood for, whether they liked him or not, was the right thing to make America great again and to keep, and we would like to see the country going in that direction, but we're, and I don't think every person that voted for Biden is a cult member, and I'll never call him a cult. And I don't like to be called a cult member either. We just like what Trump stood for. But that, Dan, in, in a free speech country, and the issue that I'm pursuing is free speech, if I choose to believe you are a cult member, I'm free to say that in this country. You're free to refute it. You can give right. me a counter-argument to it, but I won't stop you from wanting to say it, and I don't think I should be stopped from saying the exact opposite. When we start exactly. deciding who gets free speech and who doesn't, short of, of insurrection and, you know, riots, the kind of things the president said, which I think were wrong entirely, 
you know, but just to have a different opinion from people these days, they want to they want to cancel you, they want to take you out, they want to reprogram you. <laughs> exactly right, and oh, I heard the same thing that you heard it from different reporters, and you know, I if you listen to me on this program, I have strong opinions, but I never ask you people to cancel anybody out that I disagree with. I I listen I listen to every program that was on since the election, even though I didn't call much I didn't have much to say about the situation. But I I'm I gladly listen to every opinion and I don't want to cancel anybody out, but I want my opinion to be heard too and I don't want to be canceled out and Mark the next time you call for completely open phone I'm going to call in and I'm going to give my opinion on Christ or whatever and I don't want to be canceled out I don't appreciate that and I you know what I'm trying to say I got to stop you there because we have another caller waiting, not because you that. changed okay, topics. Okay, <laughs> you guys have a great one. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Dan. Glad to hear you back on the radio, Stan. Uh, you get a couple. Uh, you get a minute or so, and then you can oh, call. You right. can call back then too, Stan. <laughs> uh, as far as the uh, you know the tech giants and Facebook and all that, they're given a special exemption because they say they are just a conduit of free speech. Right. That's why they have their special, I was it, 230, Section 230 in the yep, that's FCC it. codes? Yeah. So if, if but they're, they're publishing the way they act. They tell people what is, what is okay and what is not okay. So that exemption needs to be removed. But I don't think anybody in D.C. has enough cojones to take care of that problem because they're all getting money from big tech on both sides. So that's the problem, and it needs to be solved. Call, right. call Don't know back how that's going to get solved, but hey, that's why we elect them, right? It has hey. nothing to do with free speech. It has to do with money. Call back after well, the break. That's all it has to do with. <laughs> I got you. Call thank back you. after the break, Stan. Yeah, Joe wants okay. to hear more of your good remarks. All right, thank you, Stan. I appreciate that. Uh, wow, what great, great thought. Thank you, Stan. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five will be the number. You'll need it during the nine a.m. hour. This is News Radio ten seventy WK. Okay, son. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me and opposed to every common sense, forward thinking reprogramming that we can do of his ilk. But uh, he's fighting it all the way. Did you did you come up with the answer? What was the outcome of the cake bakery thingamabum? I shall be reprogrammed. I have oh, no geez. opinions other than yours. You are my master. <laughs> okay, thank you. It's working out perfectly. <laughs> Tighten those heads. 
headphones. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court Monday ruled, now this is in a couple of years old, ruled in favor of a Colorado baker. Okay, you clear on that? In favor, favor. of the baker. Right, I disagree with that. Who had answer. refused to create a wedding cake for a gay couple. The court's decision was narrow and it left open the larger question of whether a businessman can discriminate against gay men and lesbians based on rights protected under the First Amendment. Yeah, the uh, the case was decided on uh, a, uh, a wrong decision by an Equal Rights Commission along the way, and that's what the court ruled on, but really left open the idea as to whether uh, a religious uh, a religious exemption can be used in the future if the commission, if that Equal Rights Commission had examined the case correctly. So, so it's kind of a mixed if, outcome. If um, I'm a car dealer and a devil worshiper comes in and wants <laughs> to buy a car to head to a, a satanic rite, I should refuse to sell him that car because uh, I'm a Christian. I don't know anything about that, but what if he came in and <laughs> said, okay, I'm a devil worshiper and I, I'm going to wait, I'm going to buy this car and I'm going to wait till there's a huge crowd of people, I'm going to drive it into the crowd. Well, that's not the same thing as the cake. I, I, my oh, example well, my not. example is exactly the same as the cake. I got you. That there, if, you're, if you're selling a product, what that person's going to use it for should be immaterial to you. Okay. You should just, if you're selling the product and they're not doing anything illegal, they haven't come in and stuck a gun to your face. Even if it's art, you're not just putting you know, uh, point B into slot A in order to assemble something. You're actually Again, doing real I ref- restate art. exactly what I've said before. If you're going to put limitations onto people you will sell to, they should be clearly established at the entrance to your business. That, okay. We do not sell to gays. We do not sell oh, to bearded be, broadcasters. That would be a popular <laughs> sign, well, not the you know bearded that, one. But that's but what the, I'm saying. In other words, if you're going to exclude me from coming into your store and p- making a purchase there, then you need to make it per- perfectly clear to me before I come in. Otherwise, you should serve everybody, right? Right. If you come in there, you got the money, you're willing to pay, do the down payment, and give them a... What does my religion or my sexual orientation have to do with whether or not I want a milkshake or a cake? (laughs) Doesn't have anything to do with it. Okay, I'll agree with you. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do do as I've done many, 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 many times, including this morning. Go to sunburymotors.com and build a Ford F-150 or a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wdkok.com and you can text us at 70236. We start out with what is really the most exciting news of the day. President-elect Joe Biden has tapped the Pennsylvania Health Secretary, Dr. Rachel Levine to be his assistant secretary of health. That leaves her poised to become the first openly transgender federal official to be confirmed by the U.S. Senate. She is a pediatrician and former Pennsylvania physician general. She was appointed to her current post by Democratic Governor Tom Wolf in 2017. She won past confirmation to the Republican majority Pennsylvania Senate or by the Pennsylvania Senate and emerged as the public face of the state's response to the coronavirus pandemic. Joe Biden said quote, Dr. Rachel Levine will bring the steady leadership and essential expertise we need to get people through this pandemic. She's a graduate of Harvard and Tulane Medical School, president of the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials, has written in the past on the opioid crisis, medical marijuana, and adolescent medicine, along with other topics. Biden and his transition team have already begun negotiating with members of Congress promoting speedy passage of the president-elect's $1.9 trillion plan to bring the coronavirus, which has killed nearly 400,000 people in the U.S. 
under control. So uh, we're going to miss her. That was uh, certainly an important chapter in Pennsylvania's history. Uh, you, if you have an opinion about this, lots of folks are lamenting the loss of uh, Dr. Levine on our Facebook page. We invite you to join that conversation. You can join the conversation here. 1-800-795-9565. Also in the news today, a new clearinghouse for food and meals. We'll be addressing food insecurity around here. Emily Gorski, Community Impact Director with the Union Snyder Community Action Agency, says the new food hub uh, will be able to address issues that families might be experiencing. By being able to connect families who are food insecure with sustainable access to food and healthy food at that, we're able to free up a huge area of stress. The food hub located at the Miller Center, according to Emily Gorski, uh, is a joint effort by the Miller Center, Evangelical Community Hospital, Geisinger, and the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We have lots more details about that at WKOK.com. Two-day totals from the pandemic, over 10,000 new statewide cases of coronavirus reported. Individuals testing positive over the weekend in Pennsylvania. 230 of those cases were around here. State Statewide and locally, hospitalizations are down. Geisinger-Danville has 18 fewer patients. Now they got 160 souls on board right now. Still got a major outbreak at the Sealands Grove Center. Uh, for the residents who live there, 30 active cases of coronavirus. And for the staff, 49 active cases of coronavirus right now. In case you didn't hear it on CBS this morning, federal authorities arrested that Harrisburg woman whose former romantic partner says she took a laptop from the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office during the riot at the U.S. Capitol earlier this month. Riley June Williams arrested yesterday, according to the U.S. Justice Department. It's not known when her initial court appearance would be. She's one of the individuals who fled the Capitol insurrection last week with a laptop, computer, and or a hard drive from Nancy Pelosi's office. She had expressed an interest in selling it to the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service. And finally, Melania Trump is saying goodbye to the White House. In a video posted on Twitter, the First Lady gave many thanks to the people across the country who have supported her. My fellow Americans, it has been the greatest honor of my life to serve as First Lady of the United States. She gave many thanks to the people, including health care and frontline workers, as well as military members and their families. During the last four years, Melania started a Be Best program to stop online bullying. She said it was her greatest honor to have served the country, as you heard her say. So we will certainly miss her. If only you could get her and not the husband, we'd have been in much better shape. Well, we got one call coming in and two on the line. Looks like we got a vibrant conversation going here this morning. Okay, read and this. We have right a, an email that says, "I sat here listening to Than for four years denounce Trump and call him a buffoon on many occasions. Duplicity, Than, duplicity." And, I, and of course, he did call him a buffoon, but I he chastises me for calling Joe Biden Sleepy Joe. Okay. Oh, that's about it. But I think. Duplicity means there's a certain level of uh, deceitfulness to it. I don't think Than is deceitful. He may have two standards for name-calling, but uh, I don't think he is deceitful. I don't think he has a deceitful bone in his body. Oh, there's one. It's right next to his foot. <laughs> okay, it sticks out and makes him odd. Right. All right, anyway. No, he doesn't. Uh, when it comes, uh, what is that? Oh, this probably, oh, about Dr. Levine. What does that say? It says, what a great pick. Or where, where are you talking? I'm looking at several different what things. What a great pick for the Joe and, and Blow, B, comedy, Blow show. comedy Show. I'm not quite sure. I don't know what that means. Yes. 
Maybe uh, our writer. Well, they're not happy. If, anyway, great pick for Joe comedy show. We got that. So, <laughs> all right. Yes, we got lots of hate speech on our Facebook page too. So yeah, people are a little irritated at that appointment. There, people are going to miss her. Oh well, let's let's by all means ban anything dissenting <laughs> from our official position. Yes, you're banned from the page altogether. <laughs> Actually, Facebook does that. If you put on there, if you call her or he, you get banned from the page. It's the toughest. It's the toughest standard ever. It's considered really? hate speech for some reason. Well, I don't think it's hate speech. I just think it's a terrible opinion, but that's, hey, I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, Bobby B., you're on the mark. Yes, um, good morning, everyone. Of course, all of us, of course, myself and, and, uh, and, and you and Joe and Than, of course, have been around the, the media business for a long time. And as far as, far as censorship and, and formats and, and rules and regulations, uh, uh, each company, of course, at that time when I started in the business, uh, the FCC, get your third-class license, do this, do that. I mean, the accountability was there. And, of course, then cable came around, and, of course, satellite came around. Uh, of course, now with uh, social media, so each, uh, I'm going to say, each broadcast entity uh, has its uh, censorship and rules, and uh, it's just a different way of uh, expressing things. Well, yeah, and it's, people think it should be 100% open, uh, you know, open mic. But it's a private company. It's a commercial enterprise. So same with the satellites. You, you know, you said you can c- converse via satellite, I guess, with a satellite uh, channel of some sort. But nonetheless, yeah, I, I think these are all private entities. WKOK doesn't let just anybody come up here and go to a microphone and say just anything they want to. So I think uh, commercial enterprises are like that. All right. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks for the call. Well, that's not exactly a good analogy. I'm sorry, your mic is cut off. I'm censoring well, you. You, you, you uh, censoring me all day long. All right. What do you want to say? Go ahead. Well, Be I don't brief. know. I've lost my train of thought. Oh, now I'm just so appalled by being cut off. No. Okay. So you don't like it? Well, this is a commercial enterprise. We we set the rules. Right. Well, the the rules should be free speech. But I and to Bob's point that he was making, if the FCC, if you filed for license renewal and said, you know, what programming you're going to run, well, we're going to cut off a opinions that we disagree with. You think you get your license? <laughs> Not if you claim to have open phones. We are enjoying open phones, and you can say whatever you want, except the seven dirty words. Good morning, Tom. You're on the mark. Yeah, Joe is the uh, Hamilton Burger of on the mark. <laughs> Hamilton Burger? I never win. Perry Mason's nemesis, the oh, district okay. attorney I'm on sorry. Perry Mason. Sorry, I didn't he never know. wins. Is that what you're saying, Tom? He was always wrong, just like you. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was often right. He just couldn't prove it. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) But uh, they had a thing on TV since they cut Trump off. Now, they cut Trump off of, according to what I've seen, 18, 18 different social programs, one of them being Twitter. Since they cut him off, the uh, bad talk... But the nut jobs has is down like sixty five percent. So and they do have a right to cut these people off if they are inciting violence. Well what if they're just whether, nut jobs who disagree with you? Or Tom. Whatever it is. If they're if people are going on there to incite violence they have a right to shut it down. It's just as simple as that. But what if they're not inciting violence? I mean, they're taking the president. Oh, they even, they, but they are inciting violence. They that's even why censured. They, cut them off. they censured the president you when he released. There's no what about it. There's no what abouts about this or they anything released, like that. They even cut These the president off. Tom. Parlor. 
Tom, they cut the president off when he released a speech about none of his true supporters would ever engage in violence, you know, and they wouldn't let him run that. So, I mean, what, what, that's, that's actual censorship. Excuses. You can't have people exciting violence. Well, I agree with you on that, but you know, just as well, expressing a different opinion. No, not everybody was doing that. Not in parlor. Not everybody on parlor was inciting violence. <laughs> not everybody. Oh, they weren't. No, no. just ninety percent of them. No, not no. even. So not gonna, even nine percent. So what are you do? What are you going to do? Have a guy sit there and and watch it and cut ninety percent of it off and have two or three. Yes, if they're, if they're going to make a fortune selling ads that I have to watch to be part of their program, then yes, they can you know afford... What? You know what, Joe? How about if I, how about if I say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come on your, your, this show right now, I'm going to say, I'm going to blow up WKOK, and I'm going to get a whole bunch of people to go along with me. Are you going to let that fly on your show? We just did. <laughs> Are you going to know if it was real? Are you going to let that fly on your show? Well, how do I know whether you're real or not, Tom? How do I know whether you really intend to blow us You would cut that off. I'll guarantee you if I did that, if I said that and I said I was going to get a whole bunch of people to come over there and blow up your radio station, I'll guarantee you'd have me cut off. You'd have me cut off, and you'd have the smoking damn police after me. <laughs> now, actually, it'll be the Sunbury police at your door, Tom. Well, whatever, <laughs> whatever. You would not let something like that go. Okay. Get out of here. You won't, you won't even let people swear. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, we can, we're not permitted to let people swear. The FCC well, doesn't not, allow you're it. you're not permitted to let people call up your show and say that they're going to blow up your radio right. station either. That's Just correct. Just like people we don't are not going to be allowed to call <laughs> we're up cutting you off. And, Tom, we got uh, other callers. We got to move other on. Ones, there's 18 of them that Trump's cut off from. You can't do that stuff. You can't do it. You can't allow it. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Uh, this puts Jordy on the air next. Oh, I, that, that is probably not the. No, Stan's next. Well, Jordy got put on first, so Jordy's on the oh. air. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm happy to wait if you need to swap somebody. We well, don't why know. don't why don't you? Why not? We'll go to the first first. I, I don't know how I did that, uh, Stan. I hit the next button, but it went to the wrong person. It should have gone to Stan. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. Them buttons are terrible, aren't they? Uh, well, I hit uh, next, but it went backwards. <laughs> he but can't anyway, figure it out. He's oh, trying to censure, censure people anyway, here. Anyway, moving censor on. Censure people. Go ahead, Stan. Well, well my, my point is, and it's, and, it's, and it's a point that's put out there online a lot, if Twitter is so worried about potential violence by people, why do they allow the Ayatollah Khomeini, you know, the head of the Iranian government, to continue to be on their platform or his his proxies, whoever it is that writes his statements, calling for death for Israel or, you know, end of Israel and end of America, you know, the great Satan and all that. They, they allow that stuff. So please, I don't want to hear from these people that say, well, Trump was doing this, Trump was doing that. If people are so weak-minded that they take words and go co try to commit crimes, they deserve to be in prison, plain and simple. That's my opinion on that. But you can't ignore the fact that many of those people believe that they were there at President Trump's invitation and suggestion. Uh, they, they were in Washington, D.C. for a rally on, on the 6th of January, yes. But he never said to go to the Capitol and break in the Capitol and destroy things. Nowhere is that mentioned anywhere. He said to go down there just like millions of people have done for decades, going to Washington, D.C. and protest it around the Capitol. But you're missing a few words. Now, he, he, said, he said, go down there and fight like hell. 
Well, and that, to get them to do the right thing. That's, and I, th- and I think the idea of inciting violence is the sum total of the president's six years, plus the remarks the night re- before, plus the other speakers that day. Not just specifically, maybe that day the president didn't say, hey, go down and take over the Capitol or beat up the police officers there. It's it's the well, sum total of his uh, tone all along that led to the insurrection. And oh, all these groups oh. had had it all planned out. Well, yeah, like I said, there's some weak minds out there on both sides. Right, and that president... Plain and simple. And the president I mean, we had, that we day... We that all summer last year. And the president that day could have said, hey, stand down, don't do anything, don't go to the Capitol. Guess what? It would have happened anyway, because they were already ready. It was he too late by to then. He said to go peacefully and protest. Right, I guess they, they they were already ready, regardless of anything he said that they morning. Were all, they were already breaking in before he even finished his speech. Right, yeah, my point in, exactly. All right, Stan, thank you so much for checking oh. back in. Glad to hear from you. So, but yeah, Ben Yatola, come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Agree with you on that one. Sound advice. All right. Dan, you get another minute, and then Jordy's on the air. Hey, good morning. On the K case, the, the details is where the problem was. I followed that case pretty close on Christian TV. The gentleman would have sold the cake, but the decorations they wanted him to decorate it with the icing and whatever in a certain way and he refused to do that he would have sold him a cake but he didn't want to put on uh, pictures and and decorations in the cake that was against his faith because I saw it the persons on Christian TV that's where the problem was he would have sold him a cake cake, but not, he refused to decorate it the way they wanted it. So that was the problem. That's why the Supreme Court ruled in his favor. Would he have decorated a cake with crosses on it? <clears throat> yeah, well, he definitely, yeah, because that wasn't, that didn't, wasn't opposed to his faith. Okay, so anything he opposes, then he would have an absolute right not to put on his ca- not to put on a cake. If he didn't believe in Santa Claus, for example, as many uh, very religious people don't believe in the Christmas thing at all. So if so I ask you to make me a Christmas cake, he'd be within his rights to refuse because he disagrees with me. Well, yes, but it, it, I think you can imagine the graphic details that these people may have wanted in their decoration it was very <laughs> offensive to the Dan, person. it's a wedding I doubt that they wanted anything terribly graphic <laughs> pornographic on images of a lesbian couple uh, I don't think so you haven't seen the cakes that I've seen unfortunately and no I guess it, I haven't <laughs> and uh, it can be very graphic and they want to put it, it's in your face, Mr. Christian. You take it and like it. That's what this come down to. It, they could have went to a hundred other cake makers and they would have gladly decorated it. It became an issue because of of Christ and, and war, the refusal to go against a person's faith. Did they have a sign they have a sign on the door saying we will not decorate any obscene cakes that have to do with homosexuality? Oh yeah, that's I'm the, just well, saying that they're in the business. Asterisk of course not, but, but uh, neither would they decorate a Nazi cake and neither would I if I had a cake 
business, I refuse to put Nazi symbols on a cake. All right, thank you, Dan. Okay, you guys have right. a great day. You too, Dan. Day. Take care, buddy. Appreciate that. All right, stand by, Jordy. We'll be right back. We're Jordy. When it comes to car buying, <laughs> there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200 mile radius to determine the lowest price then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Jordy. Thank you so much for waiting through all of that. Uh, now it is official. You are next. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, yeah, um, I wanted to um, share a, a, a reflection and see what you two gentlemen think. I, I noticed yesterday an awful lot of people sharing different quotes from Martin Luther King Jr., but, but one I saw a couple of times was... Um, I may not have it word for word, but basically it's, um, I look forward to the day when a man is judged by the content of his character and not, not the, the color of his skin. skin. Right. Sure. And, and so, so this is my question. Um, I'm just curious where each of you see this. Like, do you think we're there now? Are we close to <laughs> it? Is it far off that day? Until you change, he also referred to changing human hearts as being a prerequisite of, of achieving that. And I, uh-huh. I think there's some human hearts that will never be changed, you know, and, and some people will always be bigoted. Some people will always dislike a person just because of the color of their skin, and we're never going to get away from that. But I think Dr. King's larger idea, the fact that we should focus on trying to become more aware of a person's true value rather than the color of their skin, is a goal we can achieve in this country. Right. So, so just to paraphrase, can be done. We're not there yet. Nope. Some people won't change. Right. That's the way I feel. Yeah, I agree. We we certainly have a long way to go. Um, look at look at some of the vitriolic remarks after a Black Lives Matter protest that were offered uh, on our Facebook page, and sometimes people were willing to to call the talk show. Think of think of what the people were actually yelling in Watson Town when there was one confrontation with a, a group. At, right uh, there, so yeah, we got a long way to go, a long way. I mean, I mean, uh, um, you know, I agree. I, I think, um, I think that that question kind of unlocks probably three three kinds of people in, in the United States. Some who think we're here now, and so they dismiss anything about claims of racism as sort of professional victimhood or whatever. People who think it could happen, we're not there, and some people um, who probably sometimes are more on quote unquote my side. Who think America is so irredeemably racist? We we could never get there, um, and uh, that's what I, you I really, believe. You you believe that that no, we're irredeemably racist. I'm just no. saying. I'm just offering this as a way to understand America. Okay. Um, no, I think we can get there, but I also think that there's a major difference between what you were saying about some people will always be bigoted with with what gets called structural or institutional racism, 
you know, the very fact that just the color of your skin affects how likely you are to be pulled over by the police, uh, to be treated differently by the police, that's why the phrase Black Lives Matter matters exists. And, you know, it's a bit of a fool's errand to say whether or not Dr. King would agree or not agree with that because so much time has changed. But I think, you know, he understood deeply, um, and of course he wrote a lot of things, so it's easy to, any, for anyone to cherry pick a quote, but, you know, he was, he wrote a lot of things, and, and, uh, and I think, you know, when you look at the arc of his career and, and what he was doing, you know, he understood that it's not just a question of some people who have a, uh, an overt uh, bias or hatred in their hearts and their minds. It's an awful lot of things that are baked into our system that pull people in, and they act in ways that they may not be aware of. So, you know, uh, I don't. I don't have a strong point. I just have an observation that that I think that's an interesting quote, and and, and it says a lot. And if somebody thinks that Dr. King w- would say, you know, racism is over, you know, uh, yeah, they're probably misguided. I didn't think either one of you would say that. Well, I I don't think that you'll ever completely eradicate people's irrational, unreasoning fear of people who are different. It's just not within human nature to be able to conquer that in 100 percent. And I think if you try you know you're going to be seriously upset. But here's the thing. We have laws that make overt, the overt action of that, illegal. And as long as we enforce those laws and, and, and require people to abide by them, I think we will produce the best society we possibly can. Forcing um, people to comply to with me, your... To me, that's just, a, that's, you know, that's, that's the first step, to really achieve a, a, a society that's anti-racist, there's cultural work that has to happen. There's other things, and laws could never touch that. So, you know, I think that a lot of probably the disagreement about what racism is and what to do about it revolves around that. So I, I irrationally hate somebody because of the color of their skin. How do you modify my behavior? How do you, how do you correct me? You keep putting it in, into the space of something that's an individual, almost like a choice. It is. And I, I think it is a choice I, for a lot of people. I don't. I think it's irrational. I think it's unreasoning, but many people believe that way. So you know, um, growing up, my parents were both very, you know, sort of like liberal on social issues, and would have been horrified if I used the N word. But I know, you know, up until my thirties, if I was uh, an alone in an elevator with a black person, like my mind would go to, are they a threat? That's not something I rationally chose. That's in our culture, and it's something we're, we're uh, acculturated to. Um, so there's not a law that addresses that. It's about meeting people and helping them and helping white people understand um, what, what their privilege is. Even if they, have, if they don't have privilege in other areas, they still have privilege because of the color of their skin, and helping them surface that and understand it. That, that's the key, not, not laws. I mean, the laws are important, like I said, but that's just part of it. Okay. Yeah, we saw white privilege two weeks ago at the Capitol insurrection. Yeah, for sure. There's no way that several thousand black people marching on the Capitol could have been met the same way. Like, I can't imagine a, a, an America right now where where, where they would have gotten um, that kind of response in terms of how, how little violence there was. And I'm glad there, there wasn't, that there was so little violence overall. You know, I did a little bit of research. There were 9,000 George Floyd Black Lives Matter events in the United States last summer, 9,000. Nine people died total. And so this whataboutism that, you know, oh, you know, what happened last week was the same, it really wasn't. I mean, aside from the fundamental difference that there is a truth to the fact that there is uh, racial inequality and police brutality in this country, um, you know, there's a falsehood on the other side, which is that the election was stolen. But aside from that, there's just no comparison. These are fundamentally different kinds of social movements. One believes in trying to change the system, which is Black Lives Matter. The other, which is the people we saw last week, 
don't believe in in our system. They want to overthrow it. So what about know, what about people? Oranges. What about people like uh, Christina Beltran, who is a uh, New York University associate professor who wrote, uh, what are we to make of unmistakably white mob violence that also includes non-white participants? She answered her own question by introducing the phenomenon of multiracial whiteness, the promise that they too can lay claim to the politics of aggression, exclusion, and domination. Isn't that racist? <laughs> and the other side? Uh, tell me yeah. why that's racist. Yeah, I have to know more. <laughs> Read more of it. Because just because a black person might agree with President Trump, they are, in fact, uh, multiracial whiteness victims because they want to buy into politics of aggression, exclusion, and domination. They want to assume uh, whiteness? How does that? Well, that's what... I don't know whether it's racist. I mean, it may be a bad analysis, but uh, from what I... Just from the quote you said, I don't know her writing, but... You know, whiteness is not just the color of your skin. It's a whole part. I mean, you can see this everywhere. We all know this. You know, before Latvians and Poles and Germans came to America, they were those ethnicities. It's not like Europe was this, like, bastion of white love. Uh, what You know, white on white love, that sounds horrible. But anyway, you know, coming to America and becoming white is a historical and cultural process. And you can see that right now in the differences, you know, in Central America and South America. Differences between and within countries mean a lot. Uh, you know, between darker or lighter colored skin Brazilians and other things, you come to the United States and you can buy into a, a whole ladder uh, of cultural and social and, and at times legal privilege that's that's premised on this idea of whiteness. So people who are not literally, we wouldn't call them white, we wouldn't classify them, can participate in that. I, I don't know if that's what she means, but I agree with that. Well, if you don't come here wanting equality, and equality to me means that we don't make judgments based on the color of your skin, if you don't buy into that, should you really be allowed into this country? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean... Am I over my time? This is fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's well, okay. Well, you just raised an waiting. interesting question. No. There's nobody else waiting, <laughs> so we don't always enforce the time limit when we are captivated by conversation and there's no one waiting. Okay. Well, I guess I guess it really comes down to, um, and I'm just saying this is an observation, you, 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 you keep putting uh, the person who's the op- the person who we're thinking of as somebody who, I mean, to me, there's someone who can commit racist acts or, or be um, supportive of, of what are racist systems without being very conscious of it. To me, that's where most racism is in the United States, or, or a huge amount of it. And so it's not a function of whether they're intending or not. It's, it's about changing our culture and our society. Um, so, you know, no, I, I can't picture a series of questions at the border that would sort out those people. Well, they have all sorts of psychological profiles they can give you these days that determine whether you have racist tendencies or whether you are likely to be antisocial in your behavior. You know, well, I wondered true. if we should have a litmus test for people coming into the country. Do you do you buy into freedom? Is freedom important to you, not just for you, but for everybody else? I don't know enough about, I should, my father was an immigrant. I, I, I don't really know enough about what we already asked about. I, you know, I think it's worth a topic of discussion, but... You know anything like that? You want to be a little bit careful. Um, just I don't know. You're, you're, you're maybe we're relying an awful lot. On, it's a very big life decision to accept an immigrant or not. You know, based on those surveys. I don't, I'm I'm way out of my knowledge off of it. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Hey, listen, we appreciate the debate, Jordy. It's always fun talking yep. to you. Call yep, again. Thank you. Take thank care. You. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We will be right back. 
Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, you'd like to participate in our show, call us up, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236, as one individual has done. The number of people killed at Black Lives Matter rallies is the topic. says there were more than nine people killed during the Black Lives Matter protest riots and the destruction of billions of dollars worth of property last year. I believe the number is 16 or more, along with the hundreds that were beat upon by the mobs. Oh, brother. So that would have been an insurrection, would it not? People weren't beat upon by Black Lives Matter protesters. I'm sure some people got out of hand at some places. I mean, that's Well, you remember they were confronting people at restaurants and uh, making it impossible for them to dine? I don't think that's exactly... First of all, that's not a Black Lives Matter movement. And secondly, that's not a violent confrontation. Uh, it's oh, probably, it her, probably legally considered harassment or something. And... and and thirdly, I don't think there's billions of property damage either from Black Lives well, I Matter think there protests. Were. There were a lot of lot from of Black Lives Matter peaceful protests. They like weren't the one all in peaceful Mifflinburg. protests. No, they oh, were bro. the ones in the major cities where they burned things and looted stores. You, you do recall them, don't you? Absolutely, billions. Okay. Though, come on. Well, I don't know. Right. Why don't you check with your insurance agent and see how much your <laughs> rates went up? One eight hundred. My rates went down because my lovely bride's working at home. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Van is patiently waiting. I think. I think he's patient. He's on the mark. Morning. Morning, Mark. Man. You probably remember them tearing down statues, do you? It seems like you have a bad memory when it comes to Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They're not the but, same thing, first of all. But secondly, I certainly do remember oh, pulling down statues. That, yeah, well, that, that's why they're not the same. That's why I said Antifa and Black Lives Matter. That's that's they're different. Yes. Uh, my why I called in is the left who wants to portray themselves as oh they're non-racist and they accept everybody. It's interesting to me how they will not if a person is a black conservative, then they want to question their blackness. So they attack their very race. They say, well, you're not and Biden, the quote that he's so well known for, you know, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. You know, what's the mentality behind those statements? If if that isn't racist, they they want to they want to categorize every black person as, hey, they're a Democrat, they belong in this category, and if you dare step out of that well, then you're really not black. You're really not what we're saying you ought to be. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Well, but see, uh, what is the left? I, I just don't get, you know, this comment that this is what the left believes. The left isn't this monolithic thing that's 70 million people that voted for Joe and we, we walk in like uh, goose step, lockstep, whatever well, one neither's person the, on, neither's on the, the right. left does. That's what we all do. Neither's the right, Mark. Well, I didn't say you were. Who said Who said that? Van. But the Van says people on the left, oh, we think if you say you're black and you're conservative, we don't believe you. Well, that's not true. The left doesn't believe that. There may be individuals that believe that it on both sides of the aisle, I assume. Mark, you just said the left doesn't believe that. Who do you mean by the left? I, I'm No, I'm asking you. That was my question for you. I don't sort of have no, a monolithic no, left. You said the left doesn't believe that. See, we understand terms. And you can you can try to, to do these little nuances and stuff. There's, <laughs> you can inject the truth into the argument right. if you want to. Well, there's a left and a right. I mean, everyone understands that, or at least I think we'd be willing to admit that. I don't know. I don't see anyone on the right saying because some white person has beliefs that are liberal, 
and and get involved with Black Lives Matter that they're not white anymore. Well, Van, you're on the right, and we know the right hates blacks and wants to keep the black man down, so that's what you want to do, right? There you go, making making such a ridiculous statement. Oh, okay. So you mean the left maybe doesn't wish to do what you say? Well, I... I number one, you know, you're you're all right with offending people. That's that's okay for you. But the ones on the right, we we dare not offend anyone by by saying certain things. So you you call me a racist? Is that what you just did? No, no. I'm saying that you can't put no. say the left is this monolithic thing that thinks identically across the board. Just no, as as was ridiculously pointed out, the right isn't the completely right racist for everybody. Well, maybe you ought to remember what comes out of your mouth because that's not what you just said. You accused me of, of and people on the right as being racist. It was you remember rid- making that statement? It was a ridiculous rhetorical point. I'm sorry, we have to go back over it. It's it's not even true. The people on the right are probably <laughs> the most loving people compared to those on the left. And the interesting thing is, the left says they're tolerant, and yet when you talk to them, there are things that they are absolutely intolerant about. They they don't you know we're we're split in this country, and if if you think anything good is going to come out of a Biden presidency, then you're really really messed up in the head. This country is headed for globalism. You know, we just went off the cliff. If if Biden gets sworn in tomorrow, then this country as we know it is over. The America we grew up in is done, and maybe that's what you want to see, Mark. I don't I don't know. Where is progressive? You know, where's the progressivism? And I'm going into the Biden administration with optimism and hope the same way I went into the uh, Trump administration with optimism and hope. I had hoped that President Trump would be the greatest president we ever had. Clearly, everyone was disappointed with that. I hope President Biden can do that. Realistically, I think he's probably just going to be a placeholder until we can get a real president there of either party who can be a, a good leader that can guide this country. I don't really see Joe Biden as being that person. Certainly a step uh, up from the current president, but uh, you know he's, he's certainly not a political genius or anything like that. So I would have loved to have seen him appoint people that he said, well, I don't care about your party or you know whether you're on the left or the right of some of these political discussions. I'm looking for the absolute positive best person to run some of these agencies. But then he appointed people who are, you know, Democratic hacks that are just, you know, you know, echoing the same thing some other people are saying. So I just, you know, I'm not disappointed in this. I'm, I'm hoping he'll be a great president. I just, I just love your rhetoric. That just, that just fits right perfect with, with where your party stands and where you want this country to go. I believe President Trump did a lot to help this country. I believe, believe he did a lot in foreign policy to help the world. You know, he was accused, he was going to get us into all kinds of wars, according to the left, before he was sworn into office. And, oh, my goodness, this guy's going to have his finger on the button, and he's going to do this and do that. And none of that ever came to pass. There was no wars. You know, and he called you know, Kim Jong-un little rocket man, and people criticized him for that. But we had no, no war with them. Nothing happened. Just the opposite. He stand. Job. He stood down armies and pulled soldiers back. And uh, what? What should we say? Um, 
created de peace in the Middle yeah, East. Yeah, declined to be aggressive when we could have, been, you know, probably could have justified it if we so chose. If one of the Bushes had been in, we'd probably ramped up all that stuff. Yeah, the President it's Trump has many accomplishments. I, I don't uh, fault him that. They, they count in the dozens. His well, personal I mean, behavior was they, abhorrent. Yeah, that's something that, you know, and hey, we can all agree on certain things, and it's good to hear you, you give him some credit because, you know, most people, and a lot of your callers that call him won't give him credit for anything. You know, so, so that's good to hear. But we need, we need unity in this country, which we're never going to see. I don't believe we'll ever see it. I believe we're, we're so divided now. I mean, to me, to have a, I'm trying to have a civil conversation with you, and, and then you turn around and accuse me of racism. When I, when I called in just simply making a point, it seems to me that the left, they, they want to have the black people in their back pocket and use them as political pawns to, to just get votes. And they, want, they do nothing to help these people. The inner cities are a mess. You, and right. everyone in America realizes that. Chicago, Southside Chicago, are, are you going to go there? I'm well, not. Got one, uh, thir 30 more seconds, Van, then we got to move on. Well, just we're, just we're one thing, just one thing mm -hmm. so you know, uh, Van, and you two were kind of over-talking each other. Mark was making a hypothetical point. He was not calling you a racist. I don't think Van will ever hear that. Van, you get 30 seconds. Go right ahead. Well, that's, that's about all I have to say today, but I just, I'm disappointed in, in both sides that we can't try to get along and... You know, it's this this whole thing about tolerance and diversity from the left, they they have no tolerance of anybody on the right. And as much as people criticize President Trump, he he agreed with a lot of yeah. things that I don't agree with. I don't agree with the LGBTQ movement. I wouldn't support them, but that that's what I believe. And I believe in America, we should have a right to say and to do what we think is right based upon our conscience. All right, so, we got to hit the road. We're, we're, Thank you so much, man. I got to hate to cut you off there, but we got a lot to do in a short amount of time. See you at the re-education camp, Van. We'll probably both be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're run by the left, right? Right. <laughs> left camps are open. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back. Uh, one eight hundred. Uh, read this. Uh, did you read this yet? No, but it's very short okay, and offensive. On. So <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Paul, you are on the mark. Uh, you get a couple minutes. Go ahead. I just wanted to call about the racism issue. Uh, if really, if parents want to do something about this to really help our country in the future, I would suggest every day they read the Bible with their children and pray with their children and ask God to uh, help them understand his principles and how he wants us to live in the world. 
just the simple principle is love your neighbor as yourself. You'll find that both in the Torah as well as in the Gospels. And then St. Paul said again in Romans 13, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. And if, if we would just all implement those principles and ask God's help uh, in our lives, we, we would treat people differently. And as far as the speech in our country, you could go to James chapter 3. Um, I've prayed for President Trump that he would, the people around him would explain to him and show him James chapter 3 and what it tells us about the use of the tongue, okay? And, and I'm a Trump supporter, and I appreciate the policies and many things he did, but uh, he talked about how he uh, liked uh, Martin, or uh, oh, Norman Vincent Peale's book, the, uh, the Power of Positive Thinking. But he forgot to read the book that is How to Win Friends and Influence People, <laughs> and so forth. And uh, this is found in James chapter 3, your speech. And there were people around him that, have, that embody James chapter 3, people like Mike Pence, people like Ted Cruz. That the, if you go back and look at the, when, when they were debating and stuff, Ted Cruz would just put his head down, sometimes shake his head, sometimes laugh it off and so forth. But he never mud-wrestled with... Um, Donald Trump because he had a higher principle about how he speaks and Jay Sokolow would know and understand that and this former senator that we had, I can't think of his name right now, that ran for president back uh, when Mitt Romney ran um, you know, he was the senator here in Pennsylvania Oh, High Inspector let's see No, 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 a little guy that always wore vest. he always wore sweater vests. Um, I don't know, but we have to get the last caller in for thirty seconds. Oh, okay, Paul. I'll let I'll let you go. But all Thank those you. people embodied that. Their speech was always Arlen uh, Specter? No. No? No, 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 no. All right, thank no, you so much. All right, thirty well, seconds. Uh, it's well, too late. <laughs> Twenty seconds, Mike. Go right ahead. Twenty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to spend more time complaining about it. All right, you be the first caller tomorrow. Oh we'll, yeah, we're out of time. We'll put you right on the radio. Sorry about that. That's what but, they say. We're up against a hard break. Yeah, call early in the show, not at the last ten minutes. So we'll get everybody on that wants to be on tomorrow. We got open phones on inauguration day. The nation makes a major pivot from the right to the left, and we're going to enjoy that. This is WKOK Sunbury.